mic is hot and the game is on. You're listening to News for the Nation podcast by Aces Nation, where we talk about nutrition, sports performance, the journey of a student athlete, and more. I'm Claire. I'm Zach. Time Time to to level level up. Happy Halloween, sports fans. Today, we're going to talk about everything leading up to Halloween, what happens on Halloween, yes, (laughs) and... We're going to talk about planning going into the next big chunk of holidays, mm-hmm. okay, which everyone really has a good time with. Okay, The winter holidays. Yes, yes. Uh, winter for some. I mean, we, yeah, for America. Yeah. Yeah, for some Our America. folks on the other side of the, you know, the other hemisphere, you know, it's a little more summer. We've yeah. got listeners all over the world, Claire. That's true. That's true. My so, bad. Sorry, guys. Yeah. So anyways, we're, we're going to chat about that today. Um, what a special treat. We are both in the Embark Collective content uh, studio powered by Johnson Pope. Let's go. We're both here. This is great. So our sound quality is amazing. Much today. better than Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So this is going to be awesome. But to start it off, Claire is going to talk about um, all the Halloween treats and how to do them better and be more mindful around yeah. this great holiday. Yeah. So I think this is important to talk about because like we were mentioning before, I feel like the emphasis of Halloween has morphed into a lot about candy and for good reasons, I guess, you know, it's fun to trick or treat and get candy. And I remember being a kid and, you know, sorting through candy with my sister and what we didn't like, we'd give to our dad and all that stuff. But, um, so I think there is a fun element to it, but I think that it has become too much of a focus to where it's all about the candy. You know, if you play games at practice or in school, a lot of it is candy focused. So I just wanted to bring up how to maybe approach that situation a little bit more from a from a healthy perspective, um, but also how to look at food in fun ways that can be Halloween themed, but aren't candy. Right. So I think the first thing to focus on is that I'm not saying don't go trick-or-treating and don't have any candy, but I think it's important to look at pairing it with maybe including it in your meals or having it with a snack, but not forgetting that we still need to have like balanced meals and snacks because as an athlete or as a parent of an athlete, we want to make sure that we're continuing to promote a healthy diet that's going to support their athletic goals, their energy levels, them as a student athlete, because sometimes I think we forget the student part. Um, So just making sure that we're kind of, you know, nurturing that aspect as well. And we're not just feeding them a bunch of candy because it's there. Right. Um, So I think one thing to do is at lunch or maybe dinner, including a piece of candy could be one way to do it. So instead of, again, making the center of a snack, like, uh, okay, you can pick out a couple pieces of Halloween candy. Instead of doing that, um, look at, okay, this is what we're having for snack, or these are your options for snack. And then would you like a Reese's or a little pack of Skittles or whatever with it? So I think that could be a good way to do it. So Again, you're introducing it as something that you can have and incorporate, but it's not the whole thing. And we're not emphasizing that. Um, In terms of like looking for healthier options, I guess when you look at candy, it's not necessarily healthy. Um, I think it's referenced as a treat for a reason. Um, I think it should be eaten in moderation, but I do think it can be incorporated. But if we're going to look at things to maybe sub out or swap, um, there are some things that we could look at that are a little bit better, like maybe opting for dark chocolate over milk chocolate um, or having a combination of those things. 
looking for things that aren't laden with like food dyes. So um, if there are maybe more like fruity flavored things that are made with real fruit juice or with fruit coloring instead of a bunch of unnatural or synthetic stuff, that could be helpful. Yeah, with colors and numbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, not to say you should never have that. I would say if you can opt for things that don't have that more often than not, you're going to be better off. Um, and then other things like if you can look for, for candies or sweets that aren't filled with extra added sugar, obviously there's going to be sugar in it. But those things, um, making sure we're not getting things that have like a ton of sugar alternatives or additives and things like that. Now, again, if you're looking at like the name brand candies and stuff, they're going to have some of those things in them. So maybe it's a, a give and take of we have some of those and some of the other things um, on hand. The other thing I would say is you can't control what these people are giving out at their houses, right, right for right, trick or treating. Right. So I think that could also be a give and take of you can control what you have in your home. So whatever they have in their I almost said Easter basket, um, <laughs> their Halloween treasure trove of candy. Um, maybe also give them options of like, you can have one of these and one of something that we have at home. So you're kind of controlling a little bit of it, but right. you're not necessarily saying those are all bad. You can't have those because then that could cause like a whole other negative mindset around those, those foods and restriction and wanting them more because you can't have it. So that could be an option too right. of giving them the choice to have something from their Halloween candy basket and then something that you provide that is a little bit quote unquote better or right. healthier. Right, right, right. Um, so that's, those are my suggestions on the candy front in terms of other food. I I've been seeing a lot on social media, just like some fun, creative snack ideas that incorporate fruit, vegetables, um, some desserts and things like that, but again, they can be made at home or they can be controlled a little bit better to where they have less of those other ingredients in them. So a couple of the ones that I were seeing that I was seeing online that maybe you can't hand out, um, to kids for trick or treating, but you can maybe have as after school snacks were like little grapes with, um, little eyeballs painted on them or another one I really liked was broomsticks with a pretzel stick and then a cheese stick just kind of like cut up, like oh, half nice. a cheese stick cut up. So yeah. you've got some carbs and protein and fat, which is nice. Right. Um, oranges with a pumpkin stick, stick in them after they've been peeled to look like a pumpkin. Oh, or sweet. you can stick like something green in there, maybe like a little bit of celery or um, – I'm trying to think of something else green that you would want to eat. Maybe a, a little bit of a bell pepper. Yeah. What What about like a little mint leaf up there? You could do that. I yeah. don't. I don't know if people would want to eat that. It would look cute. Yeah. But mint, you could do mint's that. Mint's great though. You can eat it. Yeah. I just don't. I'm trying to think of like kids. Would they want to eat a mint leaf? Maybe some. I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably eat it. Yeah. Give you a nice refreshing breath. Yeah, it would be. It'd be great. Um. So things like that. You can also do. Um. Like I know we've talked about. Uh, like yogurt bark and bark before. So you can make like something like that and kind of decorate it with more like yeah, Halloween-y yeah. type things. Um, and then the other one I've seen is just like cut up a bunch of apples and like drizzle it with, um, you could do like Greek yogurt and a little bit of dark chocolate and then put like, again, the little eyeballs on it, mm -hmm. decorate it like that. Um, you could do dipped apples with Greek yogurt. 
swirled on there and make like spider webs. So there's a lot of things that yeah, you can sure. do yeah. that are not candy. And yeah. Pinterest is a great resource for mm -hmm. that. It can make making food fun for kids, teens, whatever is is helpful and yeah. have like allowing them to see that vegetables and fruits and things that maybe aren't always the most appetizing or things they wouldn't maybe always go for if there's candy available mm -hmm. can be fun and they can still be festive, but those are going to be better fueling options when they get home from school between right. practice than seven pieces of candy. Mm -hmm. um, so I just think that's Im important to, to mention. And also the fact that like, I think when, when I was younger and in school, the emphasis uh, on Halloween was the costumes and I really, I always looked forward to doing the parade at school and like seeing all the kids in other grades, like walk through, this is probably elementary school. So I'm not, I'm sure most people that listen to this don't do it, but I always thought that was fun. And same thing with trick or treating. It's always fun to see what people look at or look like and what they dress up as and, and kind of guessing and having that fun time with that. So I think that is important to focus on as well of you know that piece of it and then also just like spending time with family and friends and going trick-or-treating with them and using that as like a social experience mm -hmm. to spend time with them and bond with them versus just obtaining candy right 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 uh good segue here <laughs> talking about that uh, so i'm a strength coach been one for years and so i've had a lot of experience with halloween lifts mm -hmm. um and they're great because when it falls on the weekday you know it's nice it's a holiday and people have fun with it and they usually have costume lifts so I, i'm a fan of costume lifts uh let me just talk about some some good things and some not so good things about costume lifts uh number one good thing is people are creative you know oh man you've seen social media <laughs> when the lady's like everyone's so creative you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway so yeah, it's good to see some some creative flair come out of people and some of the costumes that, you know, people are making for cheap or coming up with the ideas, some of them, just fantastic, right? Yeah. So it's good because it gets you uh, a little bit of an experience for someone's creativity or mm -hmm. some teamwork where people put ideas together and you're like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. Um, Group costumes are fun too. Yeah, they yeah. are. Especially if you've got an idea, I'm just going to throw out Shrek, right? Because I mm -hmm. think I've seen pictures of this uh, from other teams is like, if someone's like, okay, I've got a group of friends. We're going to do Shrek. One person is Shrek, one person mm -hmm. is Donkey, you know, so on and so forth. Other people are other people and characters. So I think that's a cool idea. Number one bad thing or not so good thing about costumes lifts is that people get so wrapped up in the mm -hmm. costume that they make it so this costume allows them to not be able to fully participate in the lift or at least do it in a way that they would normally be able to do if they were wearing their typical athletic gear. Right. So it is cool to have um, costume lifts, mm -hmm. but make sure your costume allows you to move, right? If it's a squat day, you better make sure that you're able to achieve the range of motion mm -hmm. that you normally would mm -hmm. and not be obstructed by your inflatable T-Rex costume, <laughs> right? So you can't even do the move the movements yeah. correctly. So mm -hmm. um, especially if you've got uh, a lot of mobility uh, stuff in there as well. So Oh, another thing. Speaking of the inflatable T-Rex thing, is it even like, is there a good airflow in there? You're going to be sweating like Probably crazy, not. right? Yeah. Is it, is it going to cause you some different environmental experience <laughs> because you're enclosed in this costume or not? Yeah. So, I mean. That's a good point. I that think, would affect your hydration. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. 
Uh, so I think that it's great to have those lifts. And you should, mm-hmm. right? You have some fun. Be creative, you know, like have fun um, with your team and just, you know, live that whole experience. But but also be mindful of that, right? Yeah. It's another opportunity for you to, you know, some people call it stacking bricks or, you know, just putting another good day on top of other good days, mm-hmm. right? So use that still to be creative, have a good time, but but remember, you know, what, what the overall goal is, right? Yeah, you can maybe bring it if you know your costume and you just want to show everybody if you know it's going to cause that to maybe bring a change of clothes. Yeah, I've had that too. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at CSUN, softball did um, great costume lift where they came in and everybody like saw it. We had that moment of like, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, you know, you're wearing this, you're wearing that. And then some people, if their costume was a little too much, they would, you know, remove the parts that didn't allow them to move, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and some of them, they they dressed up in a way where they could do the entire lift and they you still know who they, who were, they were, right? Yeah. Sometimes like wigs or bald caps would come off, you know, like later in the lift <laughs> as people got sweaty and stuff. But yeah. like, that's fine. Like they were able to make the adjustment back to right. uh, what closer to what they would normally wear right. you know, yeah. in the lift. Yeah. So they could still participate. But like you said, the intention of remembering we're still in season, right, right. we still have work to do and goals to achieve is in the back of their mind as well. Yeah. Um, as I normally do, let, let, let me jump back to something. A question, because when you were talking about uh, treats and like different uh, mm-hmm. maybe combination ideas for alternatives, uh, I don't necessarily know what you would bring this with, right? But, you know, Halloween, they've got these gory concepts of like fun treats or snacks or whatever that are out there. Mm-hmm. Could you go um, beetroot juice, mm-hmm. maybe something sweeter like a strawberry juice? Maybe like a raspberry. I don't know if it if it's got the right mm-hmm. ripeness and cornstarch, make it a little thicker, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So so it makes it no, like yeah, a yeah. like a I'm thicker just, like yes. blood type of uh, thing that you could drizzle over. You know what you could do? Yeah. Is if you wanted to do more of like a shot size, mm-hmm. is you could do tart cherry juice concentrate. There we go. Yes. That looks like blood. Yes. Um, a little bit of. You could do beetroot juice with it and mm-hmm. then maybe a little bit of water so it's a little less concentrated. <laughs> yeah. And then otherwise, they'll be like pucker face because right. it's, it's tart. Um, but that would be a good consistency and then you're actually getting both Yeah, heck are yeah. beneficial. Like they they serve a purpose. Yeah. No, that would so be, yeah, that would be a fun be a nice thing. Treat. <laughs> yeah. I always say the, the, the cornstarch just to make it a little more yeah. of the same viscosity. You could do that. Blood. You could do that. I don't think you want to take a shot with something that's cornstarch in it, you might Probably want to not. eat it. You know, if you drizzle that over some some treat, you know, yeah. that might work better. Yeah, you could do that. Or you could just use a concentrate and it's that 100%. kind of thickness yeah, yeah. already. Absolutely. Aces Nation is a team of former college athletes and coaches on a mission to improve the sports culture experience and change today's expectations. We do this by helping every player maximize their athletic potential with professional programs to improve strength, speed, nutrition, and mental toughness, and by using sports to create a direct pathway to college with a guaranteed college scholarship program for all student-athletes. Visit acesnation.org to learn more and schedule a demo. Let's go. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. All right, so... That's always fun to do, too, is have functional foods and beverages and things and just try and make it more holiday-appropriate right. at times. Yeah. Uh, so moving into... Um, the next phase of holidays, right? So mm-hmm. Halloween is going to come and go in a day, right? Right. <laughs> as the most do. <laughs> right. So as you're looking forward after this, 
we're coming into a big chunk of holiday mm -hmm. period. Like we just discussed, maybe about six weeks are going to occur from uh, Thanksgiving into New Year's. Mm -hmm. And that's a big time for Americans to go out of their way and get off track as far as nutrition and mm -hmm. training. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to maybe just discuss things that you can do to be more mindful, stick to your plan while allowing yourself to have that holiday relaxation and, you know, a good time. Yeah. Do you want to start with yeah, uh, nutrition? Sure. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why I started with the Halloween stuff of just mentioning like the candy doesn't need to be the whole focus because I think that tends to, that trend tends to carry over with these other holidays of Thanksgiving is all about the food and Christmas dinner is it's this and breakfast and all of these things and Hanukkah and Kwan, like everything is about the food sometimes, mm -hmm. not all the time. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to kind of take a step back and look at it like, yes, the dinner is fun and important and there are specific foods that we eat and that makes it, you know, special and traditional. But what, take a step back and look at like, what is the actual purpose of this holiday? It's not to eat as much as possible. It's to reflect back on what the meaning of that holiday is and what, I would say in the majority of the time, like what you're grateful for and what um, what you have and spending time with loved ones and cherishing that time together. So I, while it's not to say that you can't enjoy the food and have fun around it and make it special and traditional, I think really emphasizing that it is just another part of the day is important. Um, similar to like you know, other things of presence, same thing. It shouldn't be the whole thing and the only focus. It's another part of the day. That's fun. So I think if we can approach it like that and recognize again, that there's still goals and there's still things to achieve, how can we approach that day similar to any other day? Um, except, you know, for, for that meal, we're having foods that are different. So I would suggest, I think for, I'll take Thanksgiving, for example, typically people will get totally off their typical eating schedule on Thanksgiving. Could be because the time of the meal is at, the main meal is at a random time when maybe it's at one, so it's maybe lunchtime or maybe it's at three or four, maybe it's at nine and just everything gets thrown off. So if it's at three, people tend to be like, oh, well, I don't typically eat breakfast in the morning. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll just skip lunch because it's at three. So it's like not late enough, but not early enough for dinner. You know, they kind of yep. go through this like thought process in their head of, well, I'm going to be eating a ton. So I'll just wait. Yeah. Um, and that can obviously cause you to overeat because by the time you get there, you're starving. Yeah. Um, the other thing I see is like, people just eat the same way they would and then they lunch at maybe 12 or one and then Thanksgiving comes at three or four. So they're eating like that. And then they're like, Oh, well dinner. And then we eat leftovers and then dessert. So there it's either side of the coin is not good. So I think if we can, again, just approach it as like a normal day, normal day of eating and shift our meal schedule to accommodate when that meal is going to be, but still incorporate the same principles of it needs to be balanced. We need to have protein. We need to have complex carbohydrates and some fat and a lot of color. Um, if we're going to have a ton of dessert, which hopefully, again, we're, we're being 
mindful about then and having some, but not eating past fullness or eating a little bit of dinner just so we can eat seven slices of pie, mm -hmm. you know, trying to be mindful of that of, okay, maybe for dinner, I'll go a little bit heavier on the protein and the vegetables. So if I go for seconds, I'll get some more of those. So that way I can accommodate for the dessert as well and make sure I'm still hitting the goals that I have for myself. Same thing. Don't skip breakfast and lunch just because there's a big feast coming. Right. Make sure you're still fueling adequately throughout the day so that you don't go into that meal starving and eat until you're, you have to unbutton your pants and you're just super, you have to be rolled out the door. Yeah. Um, you know, and when I, when I worked in eating disorders, that was a big, there was a, I forget what the name of the book is called, but there was a, I think it's called living with Ed or life with Ed and Ed is the eating disorder. And there was an excerpt in it about Thanksgiving. And it was talking about, you know, a lot of Americans kind of act like they have an eating disorder on Thanksgiving where we're restricting all day and then binging at this one meal. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it from that perspective, it's like, that's really unhealthy and that's bad. Like we shouldn't be doing that. So when we put all of the emphasis on this one meal or just on the food, we can fall into an unhealthy pattern of behaviors. Yeah. So if we can, again, just look at it of, you can still be excited about the meal and be like, wow, I'm really excited to have this turkey that's been smoked for eight hours and mashed potatoes and things that you don't maybe necessarily always eat, but we don't have to look at it as it's all or nothing or like this is the biggest feast of my life. You know, it's, it's fun, it's exciting, it's another meal that, we can look forward to, but just approach it as I get to eat fun foods, but I'm still going to eat it in the same way that I would typically eat a dinner. Yeah. Same yeah. thing with other holidays as well. Yeah. That's crazy to think about that. Um, how you would eat for Thanksgiving. Like you just mentioned, mm -hmm. you go all this time. Maybe your breakfast is minimal. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's massive because it's the holidays, right? Yeah. And then you wait that period. Like, you're right. For some reason, holiday meals, they come at, sometimes they there's come at weird, weird times. times. Yeah. Cause sometimes maybe there's do. church or there's just everything gets messed up. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then to think that, you know, people just, you know, gorge themselves for these one meal, mm -hmm. right? Because they didn't eat anything different. And now, when you brought it up about Thanksgiving, I'm thinking, well, in about four weeks, you're going to do the same thing at Christmas. Mm -hmm. So now you've done this twice in four weeks, right? Where yeah. uh, that's just nuts. And think about how you feel when you do that. Like, how do you feel that night or the next day? Uh, you might not sleep well. Yeah, everything's thrown off, Everything's right? thrown off. Maybe you feel more lethargic. You just feel like, Ugh. So just think about that too of like, you know, again, when we talk about maybe it's an off, period, maybe you have off from, from training, but you're still trying to stay active and do things or still trying, whatever you're trying to do. You don't want to feel that way, yeah, right? You want to, you want to continue to eat to feel your best. So maybe even if it's in your brain of like, I have practice tomorrow, even though you don't have practice tomorrow, you're still training. How would you eat for that yeah. and make sure you're continuing to do that? Again, it doesn't mean that you need to not eat those things just eating it in a way that you're going to feel good for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you do eat a little bit more than you wanted to, or you typically do, it's not the end of the world. Just reflect on it again. Think what could I have done better? Did I eat adequately throughout the day to where I could hear when my 
fullness cues were telling me to stop. No. Okay. I'll do this, this, and this next time, or, you know, whatever it was that caused you to overeat and feel that way. Just reflect back on it. And you have five more weeks of holidays to figure it out. Yeah. Get back up (laughs) champ. You got another opportunity. Yeah. You didn't fail. You just, (laughs) you're learning. So, you know, just do better the next time. Right. Right. Um, that's a good point you mentioned about training because it, it could be on and off um, when you get to those holiday periods. But just as you should stay fairly consistent in your um, nutritional goals and your eating lifestyle, the same should be said for you know your physical goals mm-hmm. during this period of time. Whether your um, general population who trains year-round, right, um, or you're an athlete. Obviously, I'm still in the college sector, so I'm speaking more so towards athletes who have training, maybe competition before these holidays, and then they've got training or competition right after these holidays that jumps right back in. Um, I know for spring sports, it's, hey, you maybe get a month and then you go back in. But Mm -hmm. So I, I would encourage everyone during that holiday time, you are probably not going to be as regimented as you are before that five, six week period, mm-hmm. uh, from Thanksgiving to new year's, but you need to maintain those elements that you have trained for before. Same thing with general population. If you've mm-hmm. trained and, and made progress and, and achieved goals before that, you know, that those two holidays, those three holidays that we're talking about that window, that can really ruin everything that you just did. If you're not consistent, not necessarily only from a training perspective, but also from the nutritional side, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you've made changes in your body composition or your performance, that's been aided through recovery um, with your nutrition, mm-hmm. with sleep, and also how you've been um, managing your performance through training. Mm-hmm. So you've you've made progress or something up to this point. You don't want to throw it away. So you want to stay active. Stay on top of those goals. Um, it may not be if you're used to going three or four times a week, it may not be three or four times a week during those holidays because maybe you're traveling, you know, obviously you've got family time that mm-hmm. you should take advantage of. But to say that you couldn't be physically active twice a week, if you've got something coming up on the other side of New Year's, uh, would just be egregious, I think, to your overall goals and, and mm-hmm. the year that you have uh, planned out ahead. So find time to be active in those moments. And even if you've done specific training twice a week, if there's opportunity to like be active with family and stuff, go outside, do stuff, go for a walk, I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. You should still find time to do that stuff Mm -hmm. as well. Cause chances are you're going to be training less, but it doesn't mean that you should not train or go completely into this deload of I'm only going to do physical activity as like walking or like riding a bike, which is still good. Right. But Mm -hmm. if you've got goals or competition and stuff that's going to carry on after the new year, don't be those new year's resolution people who Mm -hmm. just don't do anything in the holidays. And then all of a sudden decide they're going to turn, flip the switch and the new year's because they don't stick to it. It But the vast majority of those people are for a couple of weeks and then they're, they're off. They're right back to inconsistency like they normally were. Right, right. Right. So be mindful of that stuff as well. and Find time for that training because you want to maintain goals. I know in earlier podcasts, we've talked about um, the way that your uh, training residuals can diminish in, mm-hmm. in different time frames. So you need to make sure that you're still being mindful of if you have speed goals or, or speed um, gains progress that you've made in the past, you need to make sure that you're maintaining those through your training over the holidays. 
Uh, same thing with strength, same thing with power. Like you need to make sure that you're maintaining by hitting those things throughout your training during the holidays. So mm -hmm. don't, don't lose it all. Um, uh, just cause you've got some free time, you know, and, and there, mm -hmm. there is a time to relax. There's time to enjoy family time, but don't lose sight of your overall health and your overall mm -hmm. performance just because you've got time away from this regimen or this, uh, environment that is normally mm -hmm. your strict training environment, right? Like yeah. put a little bit on yourself there. Mm -hmm. Um, and you'll be really happy with yourself if you stick to these goals, not only from training, but also from nutrition side as well. Yeah, exactly. It's not all or nothing. Like there, no, it's not. there is like, we can take a step back and have that family time mm -hmm. and have the, the, the other time as well to train and step, but you have to make it a priority. It's the same thing. Like when you talk about the training, um, residuals, like it takes time to build these habits around nutrition right. and sleep and recovery and all of that. And it is very easy to fall back in old patterns of habits. So it, it's important to continue with those habits because in times where maybe you're not motivated or you don't feel like doing it, those habits are going to carry you those, you know, that structure and those regimens and that resilience is going to carry you through versus you feeling motivated or unmotivated. So I think that's important to just, just reiterate is that it doesn't need to be like the same exact schedule that you have when you're at school or when you're in practice or whatever, but there does need to be some consistency with continuing to do these things that have gotten you to where you are. Absolutely. So everyone enjoy your Halloween uh, mm -hmm. experience. You know, if you've got kids, yeah, be safe, <laughs> go trick or treating, you know, um, and then really formulate that plan going into the holidays for you so you can stay on track or you can keep those same performance uh, metrics and progress that you've made and, and, and those healthy habits, those nutritional mm -hmm. habits, you know, you can keep those things intact coming off the holidays and while you're in there. So enjoy your Halloween. Make sure you have a plan for the holidays. Start formulating that right now because we're getting close. It's going to happen before you know it. People are going to be listening to Christmas music on November 1st. It's going to be <laughs> nuts, yep. right? Um, yeah, so hit us up if you have any questions. Find us on the website, acesnation.org, or you can, uh, you can find our email there and, and contact us. If you have any specific questions related to the holidays, we'd love to hear from you and help you out in that way. Okay, we will catch you on the next one, everyone. See ya.